0: Hello, this is Father Hightower, and welcome to Vox SFX, the voice of St. Francis Xavier Parish in Missoula, Montana, and sponsored in part by the Foundation for the Diocese of Helena. We are so pleased that you have joined us. Your participation enriches our community. We hope that our show serves as a point of light, helping to deepen our understanding and experience of the Catholic faith and history. Join us as we seek, through prayer, study, interviews, and discussion, the roots of our ancient mysteries.
1: Welcome,
2: dear listener. I am Nicholas Briard, and this is Vox SFX. We are delighted that you have chosen to spend some time with us today. Every so often, we are going to be doing an interview series of critical individuals for the faith circle, faith development, and faith community. We, of course, will be talking to these folks about their positions, about how they fulfill them within the overall hierarchy, what traditions and rituals might apply there. But also, there's going to be a more personal touch as we explore each person's faith journey and intimate connection with divine. Today, we're going to be asking the question, what is it provincial? And thankfully we have a provincial, a provincial of Jesuits West, who has been kind enough to sit down with us and speak with us on this subject. Now I say these words Jesuit West, and without going into too much detail. Within the Roman Catholic Church there are various orders the Jesuits, Dominicans, French, Cistercians, and some of them are monastic orders, meaning that you have probably never met anyone from them because they stay in in isolation, praying. And other ones are more pastoral orders who go forth and do things in the world. And the Jesuits are one such order. And their main focus is education uh, and, and development of communities. And, well, I don't want to give too much of the game away. But suffice to say that, of course, there will be an episode later on somewhat explaining these subtle differences. But please enjoy this episode is we ask the question and receive a delighted answer on what is a provincial. With us now we have Father Sean Carroll the Provincial of Jesuits West. Uh, Fathers, thank thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. It's great to be with you. Thanks
1: so much for having me.
2: Well, I hope Missoula hasn't scared you too much. I know you came into town and we were like, here, have some wonderful weather.
1: (laughs) No, it's great. It's my third trip as Provincial. And last year, actually, when I came here, it snowed during the visit. So Mm. not a surprise at all. And uh, it's, it's great to see that winter is here.
2: The snow bunnies are sitting there saying, "You should come more often." (laughs) You herald the snow.
1: (laughs) The snow seems to come right at the same time when I when I visit Missoula. Well, perfect.
2: Uh, Father Hightower, of course, is here with us as well today. Well, let's let's get into it real quick, Um, Father Sean Carroll. There's something that a lot of folks may be wondering: What is a provincial?
1: Well, in some ways, I'm wondering that myself, right? Guys, starting my third year. but So basically, I'm the, I'm the uh, Provincial Superior of Jesuit's West Province. So as the Society of Jesus. We're a uh, religious order in the Catholic Church uh, around the world, and our, our curia, or our headquarters, if you will, is in Rome. But we organize ourselves by provinces. And uh, so while we know we enter the Society of, of Jesus, we also... Uh, have a particular identity with different provinces in different areas of the world. And we group those provinces in assistencies. And so we have six assistencies around the world. Our province, Jesuits West, it's a 10-state region, stretches from Alaska to Arizona. Mm. So it's geographically, it's the largest province in the Society of Jesus. And we have about 410 Jesuits. And in terms of numbers, we're the sixth largest in the Society of Jesus. So it's a good-sized province, and, and so as, as provincial, I'm the, the superior for the, the Jesuits, and a big part of my responsibility is to, to care for the Jesuits, care for the men in our province. And so that is we have about 25 communities, actually 24 now, and so visiting them every year, meeting with many of them individually, uh, it's exercising what we call cura personalis, or care of the person. Something that really emerged back in our earliest days with our founder St. Ignatius of Loyola, and, and the first Jesuits said that, that our way of proceeding or our way of living and working, as, as we refer to it, a you know, very important part of it, and our governance, really, is focused on the care of the person. And... Uh, and for Ignatius that was really important, and especially for a provincial, because part of my responsibility is to is to mission men to different ministries and to different works, either yeah, in our in our province. And and so the idea is the better that I know our men, then hopefully the more likely that I'll make a good decision with regard to their mission. And and really from that place of relationship, it's easier to discern with them kind of what what is that next mission, whether that mission is to continue in a ministry in which they're working, or whether it's to receive a a new mission. Uh, Because on paper, a a Jesuit might look like he's uh, good for a certain ministry or a certain role, but in getting to know him in that that annual one-on-one conversation we call uh, manifestation of consciousness, and and really getting to know him and, and 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 obviously, caring for him because because he's our brother right and and absolutely essential part of who we are is to provide that care and support at the same time, it helps me knowing what's in his mind and heart, and then also being aware of the needs of the province having a hopefully a good sense of how to mission that man in a way that um, is consistent with with his talents, his capacities uh, his desires, uh, the way God's working in his mind and heart and uh, and a really consoling part of this role, uh, the most consoling part is that one-on-one conversation. And it's, it's privileged, it's humbling, uh, it's an honor, uh, uh, where where our men really open their minds and hearts to, to, to me. And uh, so it, I'm filled with gratitude for that. And, and And at the same time, part of my responsibility is care for our works. Sure. And so... We have universities, we have high schools, we have pre-secondary schools, we have parishes, uh, like like St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius Mission here in Missoula and St. Ignatius, Montana. Uh, we have spiritual ministries of spirituality, social ministries. So we work in a whole variety of areas, and so part of my role too, with the help of assistants, is to to care for our works as well, and and really primarily um, from a place of relationship to uh, encourage them and to support them
0: in living out our ignatian mission and identity you mentioned for a second uh, cura personalis which is care of the person and then you just now articulated uh, cura apostolica care of the apostolic how does that work with like say francis savior here or saint ignatius mission which are diocesan parishes but under the jesuit charism um, do you have to work with the, the local diocesan bishop then? How does that work? Because if you're the provincial for the entire West Coast, basically, as you say, the largest geographical province in the world for the Jesuits, um, there's a lot of bishops and archbishops and even a cardinal in there. So how does that, that dialogue work? No, it's a good point. And, and in
1: our parishes, and it's a good example here in Missoula, and St. Ignatius, uh, St. Ignatius Mission, and St. Francis Xavier here in Missoula—they—they they are diocesan works, and and so the diocese invites us to to um, minister to and to serve these 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 communities, and we and we do it uh, at the will of the bishop, and and so obviously it's important to be in in dialogue with the bishop about about. What we're doing, and and and, and obviously the pastor, Father Hightower, plays a very important role in that, in in, in working with, with the local diocese and collaborating with with the diocese, both in the deanery here at the local level and at the broader level as well. And so, that that collaboration with the bishop is really important because, in 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 the end, they their works of the diocese. But at the same time, if if we're being invited to, to serve in these communities, then then really. If the diocese wants that, we 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 want to serve in a way that's consistent with our charism. It's, and and so the sharing of Ignatian spirituality, for example, is really important. Uh, well, not all our works, but but speaking about the example of parishes, that's that's particularly important. Offering the spiritual exercises, mm-hmm. offering workshops that that help people understand more deeply the roots of our spirituality and and how to live those out. Um, uh, engagement socially, responding to the social needs of our time in light of the, the capacities and resources that a given parish has. So uh, th- these are ways we try to try to serve in a, in, in a work that's of the diocese, but also to do it in a way that's consistent with who we
0: are as a religious community. And I think that's a, an important factor because part of reading the signs of the times and doing it presently is recognizing the history. So here in the Diocese of Helena, we weren't exactly invited in. We were here, you know, 1841. Father just met, made the, had the first mass in St. Saint, Saint Mary's Mission down in Stevensville, and the diocese wasn't formed uh, at the capital city of Helena until 1884. So we were here, you know, for almost 40 years. So part of it also is being able for, for the Jesuits then to turn things over to local authority or local, the local bishop and say, thank you. We're, we're glad to stay, but we've been here too.
1: No, and what you mentioned is, is really important because a fundamental part of our charism is availability. It's availability for the greatest needs of the church, and, and, and certainly uh, in light of what uh, Father John O'Malley writes in his book, The First Jesuits, uh, which is a real seminal work on the early history of the Society of Jesus, that uh, when, when the Jesuits present themselves to the Holy Father, and asked, well, what are the greatest needs of the church? We want to be totally available. Uh, and and what the Holy Father said was education and missions. And so that's how we got involved in founding schools. That's how we got involved in, in, in starting missions around the world. And and so this region is an is an example. And so we were here before the diocese was even established, but but like you say, once uh, once the diocese has been set up and established, and we as a religious community at uh, in service of uh, the mission that that God has given to the church, uh, trying to be faithful to to that mission and to that to that call, and once the diocese is in a certain place where where perhaps we we have a different role at that point, to be flexible and open to be able to say, okay, well maybe we have a different role now, or or maybe we need to move somewhere else, or. But but uh, to be to be discerning in that regard and in good communication with uh, with with the church and with the lo- and the local diocese so that we are serving uh, where where we're needed
2: and where the needs are greatest. It sounds like you have your work cut out for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no lack of work to do for sure. You know, but 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 um, but but really, in this role, a great blessing as well is just to have a greater awareness of. Um, the, the, the breadth and depth of our works in those various sectors that I've talked about and the impact
0: of those works as well. And we've talked about that in the Jesuits West as a whole of how it's going to be more and more likely that a Jesuit might be missioned in dialogue and conversation with you in discernment and the local bishop, the local ordinary, to a multifaceted or multi-apostolic work. Um, here, you know, uh, we have Missoula Catholic Schools uh, it used to be a Jesuit high school, Layola. It's now being endorsed, but it's Sisters of Providence and Layola together. Um, and we're over there quite a bit, but it's not a Jesuit work per se. Right. And, you know, and so, but we do both things. And so, how do you see that continuing on having a Jesuit who might not be solely mission to a particular work, but be mission to multiple works in a geographical area?
1: No, I'm very much open to that possibility. And, and, and it may be more of the type of mission we're seeing as we go into the future to mission a Jesuit to, to work regionally and to be support in, in, in different works. What I have seen over and over again, the right Jesuit in the right place at the right moment, one, one person, I mean, a team, it, a group is even better, but, but one person, right place, right moment, right time, has an enormous impact, has an enormous impact. And, uh, and and so obviously that 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 that, that takes discernment. Uh, but at the same time, we've we're moving toward the end of completing an apostolic planning process because it's something that's happening throughout the Society of Jesus provinces, really trying to listen, uh, which the church is trying to do right now. So the synod and synodality uh, has been taking place these past months, and obviously the the meeting in Rome this month has been a fundamental part of that process and this process of really trying to listen to the spirit and listen to the spirit as the spirit speaking through through the participants and through all the input that's been gathered from conversations that have taken place throughout the church and I, I think we've as a province have really tried to listen as well to the spirit and 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 to see where we're being led and and so we're trying to uh faithful to that process, and I've submitted a plan to the to the general to ask him to approve it. So, waiting on that approval right now, but but it's 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 exciting. It's exciting, and and some of the features that we're proposing really include uh, a sharing of our spirituality, um, uh, fostering deeper uh, sense of Ignatian discernment, particularly what we call discernment in common or in groups. Really, what the synod is doing right now, the synod synodality. Uh, the sharing of the spiritual exercises, uh, promoting more mutual collaboration, because when we collaborate, frequent—I mean—the the impact would be greater than trying to do do work on our own. Uh, fostering communion and belonging, just such a hunger for uh, people in our works, Jesuits in our communities, for deeper sense of community, deeper sense of relationship, uh, deeper sense of belonging, and how to fo- how to foster that, how to promote that. And then, and then, making an apostolic preference for youth and people on the margins. So, um, these are ways I think that it seems that the Spirit's inviting us to to move into the future. And what remains for us is to develop an implement implementation plan that will help really make that concrete. So that so that w- we take. Uh, clear steps that that help us move in, in these directions, but also keeping our mind and our hearts open, because uh, as as the Pope reminded uh, uh, a meeting of Jesuits that took place in 2016 when we elected our our most recent uh, Superior General, Father Father Arturo Sosa, um, and he, he quoted St. Uh, Ignatius talking about how really our mm, for the most part approaching reality in terms of just seeing that it's that's developing that it's unfolding because it just it keeps us open it keeps us flexible and 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 trying to to discern kind of movements of 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 the spirit and 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 uh, and
0: of uh, of how the holy spirit is 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 leading us to move into the future can you um can you expand on that a little bit uh with the sedotal process taking place since the 16th time we've done this, the, the Senate of bishops like this, and this obviously we have some lay people there, uh, non-bishops there, but there's also in the American Catholic press um, a lot of fear about it too. Um, so where do you see the Holy Spirit in being able to discern the Holy Spirit appropriately, acknowledging fear but not letting fear control that discernment? right
1: well I, I think from what i've read and what i've seen of the synodality they're really taking very seriously this desire to, to try to listen to how 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 the spirit is seeking you know or or, or, or how the spirit is working and moving and um, you know in, in an ignatian terms you know we we talk about discernment of spirits right and so kind of what are those kind of spiritual movements that lead to greater faith hope and love and 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 really sensing in that invitations from god and, and and then what what are those movements that lead us to to uh, to to despair or lack of hope or, or lack of love and 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 really being able to distinguish the two and and because underneath that's a deep desire to follow where where the spirit of god is leading and and i think that's really what pope francis is inviting us to do as a church and 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 i really love what the Synod says it's 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 not so much doing something, I mean, as important as activity is, but but it's it's really about who we want to become, you know, we want to become a listening church. We want to become a church that listens to the Spirit, that listens to one another and um, wants to learn more about one another, uh, wants to look more deeply at well, what is the invitation of the Spirit. We live in a context both in our, in our U.S. society and in the church, too, where there's, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of conflict, uh, polarization, as we know. And so I think it's no accident that the Pope's really inviting us to to this process of, of of listening, you know, how can we become more of a listening church? And and not that we're going to agree about everything all the time. That's not what it's about. No. But 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 in listening to one another, we 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 understand each other better. We 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 learn more. And I think we grow to have a deeper sense of 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 how the Spirit is 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 moving. And uh, and I think frequently in discernment, in common processes people may bring certain preconceived ideas or but if they come open and are listening to one another and trying to listen to, to to how the spirit is speaking then then hopefully if it's working well those those fears can move to the to the to the side and and what the spirit's really trying to say can emerge and not and not only what the spirit's trying to say but also the the grace to be able to to assent to what the spirit is saying, and where the spirit's leading us to go i 'm not saying that 's easy at all, but but I think that 's what can happen when when we come to a to a process of discernment in and common and open and and ready
2: to listen well, of course, the spirit is moving through the church all the time we 're a living church, and God is the living word. but as the times are are kind of changing right now, and the church is um, Adjusting itself to kind of uh, stay with society, but not, not, of course, like still maintain our our traditions and our sense of self. What are the unique challenges facing Jesuits West, Diocese of Helena, uh, the Church as a whole?
1: Well, I, I just mentioned them. I mean, one one is this context of of polarization and 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 conflict, and 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 certainly the the communities that we serve in our province. come from different perspectives and so how um i'd say a fundamental desire of the society of jesus is to be instruments of reconciliation right to be bridges and 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 how do how do we how do we serve as um sources of reconciliation for tensions of various kinds i'd say a, a part of our spirituality is really just trying to hold hold tensions together at the same time right so so there's there's faith and activity you know there's there's Our worship, and then there's engagement in in, 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 in social matters. It's um, various tensions that that we try to to hold right at the same time, and and, and believing that God works in in that in the holding of that of of those tensions. But I'd say being being um, instruments of reconciliation is really a a fundamental part of what we want to do. And and obviously, I think being being part of that is the sharing of our of our spirituality, and 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 we do that in a whole whole variety of ways. Uh, I mean, not just in I mean, not just through our retreat ministries, but also through through workshops and uh, like the spiritual exercises in everyday life, which trains people to be spiritual directors, which really builds capacity and uh, and empowers lay people to to offer the the spiritual exercises to people who are who are interested in. In in engaging in that in that type of prayer and, and and getting to know Jesus more deeply through through those exercises and responding to his call. So uh, I'd say at the same time, uh, I think the needs of youth are a big concern, um, and obviously I think we we help address them in powerful ways through through our educational institutions and through our parishes and, and really I mean through all our, our, all our ministries in different ways, but. Uh, but also, I think it's a particularly important time for for evangelization. I think I think where young people are really looking for, um, I, I think they're they're seeking. Uh, they're looking for authenticity. They're looking for integrity. How can we serve uh, the needs of our youth and accompany them in this moment, and at this time, and 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 do that with authenticity and with integrity and have a history of of being able to respond to the most fundamental needs of the church. And I, and I see that as a really big need right now. And, I, and, and, I'm, not, and I'm not saying that's easy, but, but, but really important because they, they are our present, they are our future. The Spirit's working powerfully in their lives. There are a lot of challenges facing just in, uh, in our world. And, and, and we know that, that they, among others, are experiencing a lot of mental health challenges, too. And, and so how do we accompany them? How do we empower them? How do we help form them, mold them, shape them? You know, and 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 how do we provide spaces of community and belonging? Uh, uh, I think frequently for for people in, our, in 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 our not just in our province, but in our society, and uh, there's the experience of isolation, right? And 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 with a, a deep hunger for community, a deep hunger for connection, and so. Perhaps there are ways that we can provide those spaces that help people feel more, be
0: feel and be more connected to one another. So to back up for a second, how did you find that yourself when you were younger? So how did you find the accompaniment? So tell us a little bit about who is John Carroll and what drew you to the Society of Jesus? No, that's a good question.
1: So I uh was born in the Boston area, but I grew grew up in Southern California near near Los Angeles. And I was uh, an undergrad at, at at Stanford University. And coincidentally, uh, the Jesuits worked at the Newman Center uh, at Stanford, so they worked with the Catholic community. And uh, I got to know a Jesuit who worked there named Father Russ Rohde and uh, passed away in 2021. Uh, but at that time he was he was working at the Newman Center there and um, I had deep desires in my heart to to serve and to serve God and not quite sure how I was being called to do that <laughs> and uh, Russ accompanied me really well he listened he supported he didn't push uh, uh, it took part in Newman Center activities during my, my senior year I have to admit my first few years I was not involved at all. But then, but then my last year I got, I got more involved and, 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 and spent more time with him. And, uh, and, and it really wasn't until, till my, the year after, after I finished college that, that I felt, I felt drawn to the society. I felt, I felt invited to, to follow Jesus in this way. And, and the way that unfolded for me was one, one day, uh, going to my, Parish church and, and I was sitting there all alone and 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 the church San Antonio de Padua in Anaheim California it, it has this, it has uh, windows in the roof and so it allows the light to pass through the windows and to to fall on 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 really the whole sanctuary space and and I was really contemplating that and. And, and as I was contemplating that, I was uh, doing a prayer with the end of John's Gospel, John chapter 21, and it's Jesus walking with Peter along the lake shore. you know, Peter who's betrayed Jesus, but now Jesus risen, appears to him. And as we know in that scene, uh, Jesus asked Peter Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep. But uh, I imagine myself walking with Jesus. and. And uh, and I didn't hear Jesus asking me, do you love me? I heard him asking me, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And, and what he was saying, and I knew exactly what he was asking, because basically he was saying, do you trust me enough to do this? Do you trust me enough to take this step? Uh, and basically to become a Jesuit. And, and, and I found myself in prayer saying, no, I don't trust you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but fortunately, I could be really honest, right? And you know, and 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 Jesus didn't didn't bat an eye, or you know, but but just very and no pressure, you know, but but just but just gently. And do you trust me? You know, do you trust me enough to do this? And 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 I'd been sitting with this desire for a year and a half, and I had been waffling and was undecided, and and really, it was it was a Kairos moment for me and, and uh, I really needed and I felt that you no know, I I need to make this decision in freedom I'm either gonna enter or I'm going to move on with my life but I can't live my life kind of divided like this I'm with a divided heart and and so I did decide to say yes and, and what I've told people years later is that uh, just by, just by just by saying yes, I never could have imagined, how good God would be, you know, and, and, um, the people God put in my life, uh, the, the places where I've served, uh, even the challenges and the struggles have all been, uh, instruments of grace for God and, and for me and, uh, from God and for me. Uh, so, um, re- really that, that, that experience. Serves as a foundation for me, and it's been just a source of tremendous grace for me. And and ways God's invited me to continue to grow over the years. And and um, so it's it's been know yeah, it's been a real consolation and a real a real and a real gift in my life. And so now, 34 years later, um, I just feel deeply grateful for the gift God's given me.
2: So I mean, I feel it sounds like you have no regrets in following God and, and trusting him to lead you into the Jesuit order. But it is a far cry from being, you know, a, a lay, not a lay priest, but a, you know, a religious order priest. A religious order priest. I'm not quite sure the exact term I should be using, uh, up to a provincial. What What led you to embrace that role, to take on this responsibility?
1: So I had been working on the U.S.-Mexican border for 12 years uh, from 2009 to 2021. The Kino Border Initiative is a binational migrant ministry focused on humanitarian assistance, education, research, and advocacy. Uh, I was the first director uh, uh, working there with six partner organizations from both countries, all Catholic. And um, so it was January of, of, of 21. And I knew, I knew I was going to be moving on. I just didn't, wasn't quite sure what to what was I moving on yet. So, but it was time, you know, and, and, and so, and so we're in transition in leadership and, uh, uh, and I got a call from Scott Santa Rosa, the former provincial of Jesuits West province. And, and so, uh, I was just getting ready to drive across the border into Mexico for work, and and so I feel my phone buzzing, and I answer it, and he says, uh, Sean, I just spoke to Father General, and he's missioning you to be the next Provincial of Jesuits West. And I said, oh. (laughs) 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 And then he said something really beautiful, he said, he said, and you're not alone, and and that has really stayed with me since then. Um, like I say, I mean, it's, it's, provincial, it's, it's, an, it's, it's humbling, um, you know, uh, opportunity to serve in this way. Uh, challenges definitely come along, but, but, um, but for the most part, I, 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 I have not felt alone. I mean, you know, whether it's our staff or, or, and, and most of all, most of all, God, uh, feeling God present with me that, that, um, that his words have really, really um, rung true for me in, in my experience, and and really, it's 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 a trust walk. It really is. It's uh, it's a path that's unfolding, uh, and I'm trying to learn as I go and try to be open to to where God's leading. I, I I find more and more than I did in the past, kind of bringing bringing people and questions and decisions to prayer. Uh, and that has been incredibly helpful in finding that that, you know, to, to the best that I can discern, God giving me light to try to to make decisions and 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 respond the best I can. So, it's um, so my third year, and uh, like I said, it's just it's it's a privilege, it's humbling, it's it's a grace, and 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 I think a great um, act of trust by the, the Society of Jesus, and I feel like my invitation or god's invitation to me i think is 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 uh well in the society of jesus is invitation to me as well as to trust and to be open and 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 um you know uh, it's like mary who said you know let, let it be done unto me right so and 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 not knowing and that was without knowing entirely what all this meant right and 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 i don't think i i knew i didn't i know i didn't know entirely all everything that it meant but 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 I think based on my previous experience of God and, and God's fidelity to me fortunately to experience the grace to, to, to say yes to say to say okay and and um, and, uh, and the society Jesus has given so much to me I also see it as an opportunity to to, uh, to respond the best I can uh, in service and in gratitude for for all that the society has done for me over the years so so, like I say, it's a path that's continuing to unfold, and, and like I say, it's a real deep invitation to trust and, and, and to be open, and, and, and God continues to speak as I, as, I, as I walk down this path, and I don't do it alone. You know, I, I do it with Father Hightower, I do it with Father Cochrane, I do it with Father Cancino, I do it with, with our brother Jesuits, with our, with our uh, lay apostolic partners. Uh, it's really a path we walk together.
2: How long does, uh, so the, the appointment to provincial, um does one sir is it a permanent appointment will you serve in it for the rest of your your time as a a jesuit or on the planet or is it a a temporary sort of thing
1: no typically it's six years typically it's six years sometimes it could it could be longer perhaps for particular reasons but 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 typically it's, it's six years and then and then a new provincial is named and so that's that's how that's how our governance works so um and 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 th- there are definitely advantages to that in terms of kind of bringing someone with with a fresh perspective and, and new energy and uh, and and I think a key, at least I think a key part of the discerning a new provincial is well what what's the province need in a given moment you know what type of person does the province need and with what type of gifts and 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 what we need now may not be what we need ten years from now you know we may need sure. someone with a different profile you know but but. But really trying to ask, well, what's, what's, what's that look like? And 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 um, yeah. So so, I think that's 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 an important part of the process.
2: Right people in the right place, like you said. We hope. We hope. We hope. <laughs>
1: right, <so. laughs>
2: Just out of curiosity, um, of course the the Society of Jesus, the the Jesuit order, we have provincials and whatnot. Do the Dominicans and Cistercians also have provincials as well? They
1: do. I mean, other religious orders. They they, I think. I mean, they they, they all have what we call major superiors, right? So, uh, but my my guess is the majority would call them provincial. They may have a different name for okay. it, but but but. But, but someone who, who is the major superior of their, of their community or of their province and uh, who, who makes decisions with regard to, to, to mission and, and with regard to, to communities. I mean, if, if they have more than one community, just in terms of, um, um, you know, does a community stay open or is it merged with another community or is a community closed or, or um, you know, decisions about what uh, starting new apostolates or, ha- or handing over, or closing apostolates or um, or continuing apostolates but doing it in a different way, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I mean, those 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 are all decisions that the provincial would make. Also, I would say uh, care for our senior men you know, mm-hmm. is an important part of the, of the role. And and um, that that we have a number of men who are in their senior years and who have given their lives to the church and the society and. Um, how, how do I, how do we care for them well? And, and, um, you know, men who, who are our brothers and who have given of themselves so generously sure. throughout, throughout the years. And so, uh, making sure we have the resources to care for them well, uh, both physical resources and financial resources and the personnel that we need to, to support them and, and, uh, and, and accompany them in, in this stage of their lives. And they have a very important mission. Uh, at that stage of their lives. It's to pray for the church and the society. And, and I, know, I know I really rely on their prayers so sure. very
0: deeply, as does the church and the society. Well, I think that's one of the, uh, as you said earlier, um, apostolic availability. And uh, even when a Jesuit quote-unquote retires, we don't retire. It's per per it's praying for church and society. So as long as they can do that, they're still men on mission, even mm-hmm. if they're at our retirement center at Los Gatos. Um, they have a particular mission from the provincial and from the superiors of this is what we're asking you to do. So you're not you're not done. Right. Right. Um, and that's different than a lot of religious orders.
1: Yeah. We're we're always on mission. That was really important to Ignatius. And that's been, I think, important throughout the history of the Society of Jesus. It's just that, that we experience ourselves as men on mission, men called right to love and to serve in all things. And. And. And now that call may shift uh, over time, and, and in light of the signs of the times, right? So, sure. you know, discerning people, places, and moments. Uh, but 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 we're all we're always on mission. That's God, that I believe that's who God God's always calling, always inviting, and 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 that God gives us the grace to discern what that call is, and in and and, and and to do that with our major superior, uh, and receive a mission from the society uh, as as a call from God to, to,
0: to, to serve the, the mission that God has given the church and to do that as judgments. When as these men get that mission, receive that mission and continue to live it faithfully, um, ideally live it faithfully, and I think they do, um, what would be something here for the people at St. Francis Xavier or the people up at St. Ignatius Mission, uh, Sacred Heart, Arlie, John Birchman, Jocko? Um, you don't have the authority to mission them per se but what would you ask them to be praying for right now? I would be asking them to pray right now for, for the synod and synodality.
1: Uh, I think this invitation to become a listening church is really important. I think it's, it's of God. Uh, and, and like I say, and I think it's a way we want to grow as the society of Jesus as well. Uh, that ability to listen, uh, that ability to 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 be attentive to the encounter with with the other, uh, to not only hear what they're saying, but to hear also the, the spirit from which they're saying it, to, to understand the context and history that that are behind kind of what uh, what what people feel and 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 believe, uh, but but to. But but to pray for God's blessing on 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 this process, which I think is really important for the church. I've heard, I've heard it referred to as the most important gathering since Vatican II, yeah. and and so it's uh, it's a key moment for the church. And 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 it doesn't end with with this gathering in October, but we'll go on for another year, and then and then at least this part of it will conclude next next October, a year from now. But but to really pray that we're able to. To listen to the spirit well and 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 to go where the spirit's leading us to go and 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 um, uh, yeah and 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 that the fruit of the synod um, is really takes root deeply in the church throughout the world and including including here and in, and in, in the diocese of helena and and at St. Francis Xavier in Missoula and St. Ignatius Mission and at, and at R. Lee and Jocko and that 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 this grace of of the synod, you know, and becoming more of a listening church, that that, that, that takes root deeply here and, and and uh or more deeply here, right? And and which I think is an invitation for the whole church, right? And of and, so. and, and, and for the Society of Jesus too, and, and, and for for all religious communities and the whole church around the world. And and so really praying for the success of the in the sense in the sense that we're we are all able to grow more and more as a as a listening church because i think if we're doing that well then then we all truly become instruments of reconciliation and 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 that's where we're able more deeply to to recognize the spirit of god present in the other and uh and i think that's where we where we find our our, our our way forward, you know the 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 synod really focuses on this triptych of communion, participation, and mission. You know, and so, as we grow to become more of a listening church, how do we how do we grow in deeper communion with one another? How do we form community in a deeper way? Uh, how do we broaden participation uh, so that together we're fulfilling the mission of the church? And and obviously, doing that respecting our appropriate roles, but but. But, but 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 participating together in the fulfillment of the mission of the church that's i think our 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 invitation and our opportunity
2: well it has been absolutely wonderful having you on today i've i've learned quite a bit about not just the church but the order itself and yeah you know, this is this has been extremely enlightening and i'm sure it's been extremely enlightening to our listeners as well uh, but before we sign off for today, I was wondering if you might have a message for people who are listening who may feel marginalized or or cast off or lonely. What might you say to that person?
1: Well, I was at um, uh, Loyola Sacred Heart. Well, Saint Anthony's, right? We're with, and with the students of Loyola Sacred Heart and Saint Joseph's, and uh, so we were celebrating the um, the the endorsement uh, of. Uh, of Loyal Sacred Heart uh, by, by by Jesuits West because it's a um, it's a school that's in it's in relationship with us uh, as as a province and as as a religious community and 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 one thing I was trying to say to the students was 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 um, w- reminding them of uh, of who we are and and that who we are is that we're we're people made in the image and likeness of God. So we're made in the image and likeness of God. And um, the dignity that gives us, the responsibility that implies as well. But but I think there just they're, they're, there's so many messages of various kinds that um, not only try to dissuade us but but dist- and not only distract us but also really contradict that truth. And yet and yet it is the truth. And I and I think the more we embrace that truth in our own lives, I think then the more deeply we'll be able to to sense uh how God is present in our lives, and how how God is at work, and how God is laboring, and how God is revealing God's self, and how God is calling us, and and um, and I'm just convinced that God gives us that grace to 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 embrace who we really are uh, as people made in God's image and likeness. And so, so just I think I think that's our invitation. I think that's our opportunity, and and and. What helps us to grow in a deeper sense of that truth, right? And um, because it is the truth, and and we know it because it's 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 uh, it's 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 from God, and and um, and like I say, and, and and rooted in that truth, we we have a sense of our of our deep dignity, and our deep goodness, and um, and and of who we are in God's eyes that we that we are we are beloved. Uh, And 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 daughters and sons of God,
0: and I think uh, Pope Francis has certainly stressed that in a lot of ways is the the idea that as an invitational church, we are welcome here, uh, regardless of who we are and how we view ourselves. That God views us differently, exactly because we're created in the image of God, and that uh, all, you know, to use the Hackneyed statement, all are welcome. And sometimes we put limits on that welcome, but. The idea is that we don't want to. We've, through God's grace and through the gift and grace of the Holy Spirit, you know, we can take some risks in welcoming people and allowing them to know that comfort of God as
2: well. Well, perfect. Well, Father, thank you again so much for joining us. I hope that your stay in Missoula isn't too entirely cold, but that you are appreciating, of course, the gorgeousness of our <laughs> of it when it's all snow-capped. And, uh, Father Hightower, of course, thank you for being here as well today.
0: Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure.
1: Thank you. Great to be with you.
0: Thank you for being with us today as we walk as pilgrims this road together. If you feel called to learn more, please consider checking out St. Francis Xavier or your local Catholic Church. All are welcome into our community as God loves us all equally. If you are interested in supporting the Vox SFX podcast, please visit sfxmissoula.org backslash donate. Until next time, Go forth in peace and be the light of Christ in someone's day.